just a, a fluke of nature <laughs> as we would look at it, but obviously God's hand was all over it. To take his first church at 19 years old, a church that at one time had run a thousand people and brought it down to 200 people, and was in essence considered dying. And then for him to take this church in as pastor at the age of 19, right? He was 19 years old, and within three months it was running over 2,000 people. And I had to ask myself why. Two answers came to mind immediately as I studied more about Spurgeon, and I found a third one today. Number one, he prayed. Thank you. And his church prayed. Constantly. The Bible says pray without ceasing. So what becomes our responsibility? Pray. Pray without ceasing. The second thing it is, he constantly preached the gospel. Third thing that I found this week about Spurgeon is this, is that his love for God was unmeasurable. And he did everything he could to install or to instill that love of God into his people. And to teach them how to love God. They're to allow themselves to love God. I think that's a better way to it. So with these things being said, what I would like to begin to do on Wednesday nights, and I really feel we need to do this. We really need, as a church family, to gather together and earnestly pray for lost people to be saved. For God to heal family. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, at one time, before I was here, your church was running almost 200 people. Mm -hmm. And people were hurt. And why can we not begin to pray for God to heal them and heal their relationship with the Lord, heal their relationship with the church and so on? Maybe they won't come back to church here, but we need to pray for them in that relationship if we truly love them. Amen. If God truly loves us, we need to love them as God loves us and love each other as God loves us. Amen. You see? <laughs> so how does this come about? The Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens. <laughs> you know, when you first get married, if you think about it, you think you know the person you're getting married to, but you know what you quickly find out after you move in together? You don't know them at all. You got some problems. But you begin to learn about that person. And the more you learn about them, the more you know about them, what happens? The more you love them. It's the same way with each other. The more we learn about each other, the more we get to know each other and so on, guess what? The more we'll love each other as Christ loves us. So we need to earnestly spend some time praying and asking God to give us the wisdom, the opportunities, the ability to witness to people, tell them about the gospel of Christ. Now look, it's not your job to save them. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. It's simply your job to tell. Somebody else comes along and waters Exactly. Some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. So this is a burden that's God laid on my heart for our church. 
And it's my responsibility as a pastor. If God laid that burden on my heart, it's my responsibility, Brother Ron, to share that with our church and prayerfully and hopefully put the same burden in your heart that God has placed in my heart. Brother David. Some people laugh at me because I eat at Mondays. It's a good place to testify. I got to testify good today. Tell people about Jesus. Just tell them that. Young girl, her boyfriend was sitting behind me. I turned around, I talked. I <laughs> said, I talk. I ain't afraid to talk, brother. No. But anyway, she had a cut on her lip. I think she had a born that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to her. She'd lost her mother a few months back. She says, I don't have anybody. I said, Yes, you do. You've got God. And that's all I testified to her and him too. Mm-hmm. And he, he worked there before. So I got to testify to another man. There's all kind of opportunities around. You just have to be aware that they're there. Right. Now, in Matthew 26, we were talking about something tonight about the prayer that Christ had with the disciples. In Matthew 26, he records the prayer. Father, but be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. A prayer that you can say in less than 20 seconds. But yet, how long was Jesus apart from the disciples the first time before he came back and found them asleep? An hour. An hour. Okay. You see, praying is just not running your gap. Yeah. Yeah. Praying is that communion. Sometimes it's not a it's, it's allowing God to open your heart to Him. And to, to pour your heart out to him in such a way that it's just you and him. So this is what I'm asking. On Wednesday night, we're going to begin to get together. And we'll keep meeting at 6.30 as we do. But what I would like to do is take a half an hour of that time. A half an hour. And some of you are going to say, we're going to pray for half an hour? Yeah. At least. And we can have the gals get together, the guys get together, or we can just go somewhere in the church. Go by yourself. Go with your wife. Go with your husband. Go with somebody. It doesn't matter. I don't care. But just take that half an hour and beg God. I mean, just beg it to win people to Christ. To give us an opportunity as a church to win people to Christ. Amen. I made the statement Sunday morning. I want Grace Missionary Baptist Church to be known as a church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. So this is how it begins. We are also in the process of printing gospel tracts. Amen. And getting them put together. And these gospel tracts that we have is something that you can honestly take, and it has one, two, three, four, five, and you can open this track and go through it with a person and lead this person to Christ with this gospel track. You can use it as an invitation to church. You can, I mean, do so many things with this little trifold gospel track. And we're going to have those printed up. We're going to we're going to use trunk or treat on October the thirtieth. <clears throat> Decorate the trunk of your car in a wonderful Bible theme. 
And we're going to pass out candy to these kids. We're going to have dogs and everything else. It's not about just handing out candy. It's about an opportunity to witness to our neighborhood and to the kids in our neighborhood and their families. Ms. Deb and I talked Sunday about doing a, a winter coat drive for kids, families that need winter coats for their kids. If they need a coat, we're going to invite them to come to church and get the coat. Hey, man. Because the hardest part is getting into the front door the first time. Yeah. We need some more kids in this church for babies. Man. Exactly, Brother Ron. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't mind using a winter coat for some candy or some pencils or whatever. You might say, well, that's kind of weird. God called us to be fishers of men. Amen. This is our bait. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a way to show our love. Yeah. Nice coats. Yeah, nice not junk coats. coats. All stained up. I mean, right. Get a nice coat. You can go to a secondhand store and find some really nice children's coats. So I want to ask you all to start doing that. Go to yard sales. Find nice, clean, unstained. Something you wouldn't be afraid to put your own kid in. Okay. and Right? So we can begin to collect these and organize them and catalog what we have and so on and put this together. Amen. So we're going to begin to really earnestly pray as a church for these things. I think it's a miracle that I was voted in on July the 11th. We've seen three people come to Christ at that point in time. We should Ladies and gentlemen, that's great and it's wonderful. But how many more? Father David, sir, we had a man come into church last night that uh, was asking if we had socks. He said he needed some socks. And he needed the toothbrushes and, and toothpaste and stuff like that. I didn't know where it was. But I asked him before he he went in the bathroom and dressed. And uh, I asked him, I said, did he need shoes or anything like that? Because I got plenty of shoes. I hope he splits 12. Mm -hmm. uh, and I asked him, did you ask him if he had eaten yet? We should always, always, always ask that. Absolutely. Especially on Tuesday night when they got chow down there. You know? uh, and he went out the door, and I was thinking about what Nick told about that man. He said, uh, Sunday morning, oh, in Sunday school, we got talking about uh, missions. And I, I said that we can't let missions end. In benevolence, we're getting it mixed up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, missions is telling people about Christ. Yep. Yep. Benevolence is helping them out. They need it. That's right. And I think it's a great thing that I've always said all along that I don't think this church should be anything without giving them the gospel. Exactly. And that's what we're going to do. Every opportunity we have, we're going to use it. And I think it's great, and you know, they give coats and feed people and things. That's a great thing. But 
we can't do it without God. It goes back to the old thing, you, you give them a fish to eat for a day. Teach them how to fish and then I'm eat sorry. for the lifetime. You teach them how to fish and then eat for the lifetime. And, and that's what we're going to do. The next thing, so I want you all to very earnestly prepare yourself for next Wednesday night. And tell other people in the church about it. Because the more we have prayed, the more effect we're going to have. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Can now when I was on the when I was on the treadmill, I was saying that to the gym today and I was on the treadmill and I was at the end of the second round on the treadmill and I heard this song by I don't know if you heard of Michael W. Smith or not, but there was a song I heard by him as I was getting towards the end of my workout on the treadmill. And the song it was called This Is How I Fight My Battles and I'm like Man, it's like something tells me this is going to go with what Pastor David's going to talk about tonight. It's basically when you pray, and like, you know what? That's what praying actually is doing, basically. Well, the Bible, the Bible in one instance, I believe, tells about Christ being praying that sweaty drops of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. That's work. That's tight. Mm-hmm. But brother, I'll tell you what, the Bible tells us to pray unceasingly and, and also that uh, I forgot what I was going to say. This is Kenny. a pretty good question there. The next thing we're going to do on our Bible study that we'll take the next half hour to do is that I have ordered these books called Seven Steps of Joy. I don't know if you've ever seen these or not. I have 101 of them in my procession. <laughs> um, Why did you order 101? Why did you just order 100? Because I got a price break at 101 and saved us $120. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good way to do it then. That's a doubt, baby. I'm all about saving money. Yes. That's why how much are they a piece? $3. <clears throat> I'll pay you $3. I worry about it. Yeah. So what I'd like to do... If you want, if you want to pay for one, that's fine. If not, the church has bought one. Okay, but that's up to you. I'm not going to ask for that. But what I want to do is I want to give each and every one of you one of these books next week. And we're going to start going through the seven lessons that are found in this book. Now, what this is, this is a, a discipleship book. You say, well, why do we need to go through it? Because yep. here's here's my plan for what it's worth. I've had several people come and tell me we need to have a new membership class and we need to do this and do that. <laughs> well, I don't want to wait until we have enough people to have a class because that's going to discourage that person and, and make them feel like we've let them down and so on and so forth. So what I want to do is I want to get to train um, each and every one of you to do discipleship work with people mm-hmm. so that when somebody gets saved, Okay, just like Megan got saved a week ago Sunday. Melanie is going to, I've already talked to Melanie, she's going to dis- work discipling Megan. And they're going to use this book and go through it. But what, what I want to do is that let's say, Penny, let's say you bring somebody to church and they get saved. And they're your friend. Okay? I would rather have maybe Jenny disciple them to help them get to know more people in the church and build more friendships, more exactly. relationships mm-hmm. in the church. 
Carrie, if you bring somebody in, they get saved. Well, okay, maybe I'd have Daryl do the discipleship with him to help build more relationships and a stronger relationship in the church. And I want that to begin just as soon as possible with a new convert. But the seven lessons in this book are absolutely tremendous. And the very first one is assurance. Knowing for sure you're saved. The second one is water baptism. The third one is church attendance. The next one is prayer. Then Bible study. Then giving. And I like the last one. Disciple making. In so many words, okay, now we've trained you. Go ye go ye into all the world. Right? Amen. Teaching all nations. So once you learn, and once they learn. So so here's our objective. And I, I'm gonna use Megan as an example. But as her and Melanie get through this material, once they finish and as Megan goes through these steps in her Christian life, what becomes her responsibility? Go tell somebody else. One beggar telling another beggar how to get the bread. How to get something to Okay. This is how an army is built. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a fight. We are in a battle. We know who wins the war because we've read the end of the book. Amen. But until then, we must do everything we can. Everybody. Exactly right. And I'm going, to, I'm going to use this expression till the day I die, where the Lord comes and gets me out of here. Ours is not a work to occupy. Ours is a work to evacuate. Right. Ours is not a work to occupy. But ours is a work to evacuate. In so many words, when the trumpet blows, Let's take as many people that we can. That we can. But it all starts with us praying, seeking God's face, begging God to deal with a person's heart and to open the door for us to be able to talk with them, deal with our heart, deal with their heart. You receive now because you ask. You ask them. And folks, I believe it's high time that we as Christians begin to ask and beg God for souls. <coughs> so that's what we're going to do. And I hope you all are with me. Amen. This is exactly what we need in our household. Because my newborn baby that I'm married to has so many questions. He's never been to Bring him next Wednesday night. Church, you know, like yeah, well, I, you know, it, it's like pulling teeth sometimes because he just thinks, well, I've been there enough. No, you haven't because you're still on and rotten. He's like, you got it. You know, you got to get that off of you. I tell you what we're going to do. Now. <laughs> but he's, 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 he's going to get a mentor assigned to him tonight. That's right. He, he, he tries. Okay. He tries hard. And, but yet he's, you know, just has so many questions. Sometimes he asks to me some of the goofiest questions in the world, and I have to keep my face straight face, you know. And be serious about it, but he doesn't know anything. Because uh, they only went to church for 20, 30 minutes every Sunday morning. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, he's a good old... Isn't that right, Catholic boy? So How long did you go to Catholic church in the mornings? As little time in the service as I could figure out. With the, the He's a bad boy. Let's do this together as a church. Let's spread the word through the church. Amen. Tell other people in this body what we're doing. I mean, we all let's mobilize. 
Amen. We have to mobilize. Mm -hmm. This is this is God's plan, it's not mine. We have to be kind to one another too. Yes, sir. And each one, if you see a new babe in Christ, speak, talk, absolutely. Or to comfort each other with God's word. Y'all game? Amen. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Ready. So start praying now. Really, we don't have to wait till next Wednesday. Oh no. We start praying now. And this is what God's gonna do. And you I'm telling you what. I'll tell you one more thing and I'm done. This is so cool. Sunday morning, I had a friend stop by. Another pastor came in just as we were starting invitation. His name is Paul, his wife's name is Crystal. He pastors a not a Baptist church in this town, but he's Baptistic and he believes. He pastors Trinity Missionary Church up by Walmart on okay. Route 40. Okay. Nice guy. Him and his wife are just precious people. Paul came in and looked around. He felt the spirit in our church. He walked around the building and he told me this. He said, Brother David, he said, God is fixing to blow that place up. He said, if you're not running 300 in a year, but you know what it's going to take? Prayer. Uh, sitting back and waiting. Prayer. Mm -hmm. pray. Open our mouth. Feed on the prayers. We've got to invite. Yeah. Yeah. we got a beautiful prayer room in there. It'll be used. I like it. I talked over the first I invite God this one. Give us a bill. She, the homecoming. she said, well, I would, but that's Bring when I have all my sons coming over. So. Okay. That's our, that's our new direction. And I appreciate Brother Jim letting me take over for the next little while and get this way back. But folks, we got to pray. we just got to do it. Oh. And I appreciate the prayer line and everything else, you know. But... There's something different when you all get together and you just pray. Wherever you are three or four. All right, let's let's dismiss and go home. Brother Ron, you pray for us. Our Heavenly Father and Lord, we thank you for this time to be together with one another and to study your holy word, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus, with all our heart, soul, and very being, Lord. And Father, when we pray, Lord, just let us pray right directly to you, Father. And we ask in Jesus' name. That's what he told us to do. And Lord, we pray for all the prayers that were up, offered up tonight. All the brothers and sisters that have people that need prayed for. And I pray for the brother that needs somebody to testify to him and talk to him each day. And I'll be that one if he decides that's it. And Lord, just let us do your will and lift you up each and every day above all things, Father. Lord, like I said, we love you. Thank you for everything that you do for us. We thank you for the love that you give us, Lord. Well, we don't deserve it. Watch over and guide us as we go our way, Lord. Let us lift you up when we get the chance each and every day. 
I ask this in Lord Jesus, holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Hey, just take your husband to Mondays every day. Oh, I can talk to him. We share enough breakfast. Oh, yeah. They share with me. Yeah. Well, they've got places they got to go sometimes. I mean, with their kids. I know that. I've been to Mondays once. That was how I was. And I found. Well, after.